Other people, and um, I realize that we live in a triggered world, a triggered society. But let me tell y'all something: the stuff, the idiocy, the negat no, not even the negacity, the carcassity of it all. Because I'm gonna tell you that I had an encounter with a uh, um, what what the lady called him a interlopian something. But anyway, non melanated folks. And um, don't get me wrong, y'all. Don't don't get me wrong, because people will give you play the race card on you, try to do reverse racism on you, but it don't work on everybody. Who is this? We'll try to play reverse racism on you, and that don't that don't work. That don't work at all. So it's like, so it's like um my neighbor steps up come on. So yeah. But anyway, these people is crazy. When I say crazy, they beyond special crazy. They're crazy, crazy. And just to think about how people want things to go their way, and you can't always have stuff your way. It can't always be your way now. It ain't going to always be your way. Let's just be clear. It ain't going to always be your way. You can't always get what you want. You know, who wrote that song? You can't always get what you want. Some kind of way. I think about beat. Y'all get the point what I'm trying to say. Just the silliness and craziness that people Let me tell you something. I'm so glad fall is coming in so some of this stuff can fall right on the way. Fall, fall right on off. Fall right on, on down the road. <laughs> All right. Okay. Look, I done had my little rant and rave for a few minutes. Let's come on in and let's talk about some stuff. Oh, Lord. Can it get better than this, Jesus? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Synergy, the place to return negative outcomes into positive energy. Listen, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, where you're in the world. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Hope I find you at a wonderful Monday. Monday? Not Monday, but this is going to be our hump day message. This ain't even hump day. This what am I doing? Listen, let me get my days all together because I'm all over the place and I seem to be in the wrong day of the week. But anyway, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. If you are with those babies, kiss them for me and tell them Uncle love them. If you're baking something, no thank you. I'm not on the out of taste for nothing right now, but I'm getting ready to cook me some to eat. So I need to make sure that I maintain my apple tea ite. So uh, no dessert for me today. But anyway, so hope you guys are doing good. And if you're on your way to work, have a wonderful day. If you are preparing to lay down, listen get you some tea or some coffee or something. Preferably tea non-caffeinated because we want you to be able to go to sleep. But I just want to share this podcast, share something with you guys um, about triggers. And so I'm going to tell you a story recently just happened to me. True story. And I'm not doing a walking podcast because I'm out here um, looking at my my fur babies do some strange things for a bunch of change. But anyway, so... Um, Recently, I made a post on social media on my Instagram. It was actually a reel, and it was suggestive in nature about the um, the difference in um, the difference in in church services, or the difference in um, in the way things are done in uh, church services. So, and I did a comparison between white church and black church, and I talked about how white church definitely benefits a whole lot for black members. Because 
when you look at a white church without black members, it's kind of bland. They always a prosperity church and, you know, you may have a few black people in there, but when you have people who are in tune and connected with the spirit um, or the spirit of God or, you know, in tune connected with, with their relationship with their deity, church services tend to be a little different. It flows different. And so by me saying that, someone said that uh, I was being racist. And it was a white person, of course. He was saying I was being racist and all kind of stuff. But I understand it. People get triggered. And you get triggered because you want to, you want to, you know, preserve and support the whole white superiority. Um, white people rule, white people live, white people are in charge and we're here to stay and all this. I understand that. I understand the thinking and the wavelengths of how that happens when you have, you have that your ethnicity is getting ready to be extinct in a few years and there's nothing that you can really do about it because no matter how much you try to cut ties with abortion and you try to call it inhumane, let's just call it what it is. It's the extension of white folks. The non-existence of those who have terrorized and um, terrorized the nation and terrorized countries and colonies, those who colonize people, people don't realize the benefit of this. There's a benefit of um, of this happening. Um, number one, when there are no white people involved in black affairs, things run a bit uh, run a bit smooth, and so white people have have a a mindset that they have to, you know, win in charge and win in control, then your city's going to fall apart and high crime rates and all of this stuff and this, 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 this. But, you know, they always call it democratic cities and Republican cities and democratic cities, but it's not even about Republican cities, it's about democratic cities. It's about, number one, um, dealing with the fact that when you deal with these communities, a lot of these communities... Um, function at a low base because the government refuses to make sure that they have proper funding. Um, whether you got a Democrat or Republican president in there, there's always a fight to try to fund these, 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 um, fund these, uh, these, uh, undesirable communities as we want to call them. And so, you know, I was just talking about church stuff and it triggered him. It made him mad. It upset him and stuff like that. And he was, he was in his feelings and that's okay. But I had to let him know, that he was triggered. He was like, I'm not triggered and this, 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 and this. Just going on and on. And he was like, you're being ra racist. I wasn't being racist at all. I was being factual um, based upon my observation, based upon what I mean. And then he tried to call me non-Christian and I was far from being a child of God and all kind of stuff. You know, it's funny that you have white people that tend to get triggered and then try to discredit your relationship with God and relationship with um, with um, their God and all this stuff. But the truth of the matter is, is this. You set the rules and the parameters for your deity. I set the rule and the parameters for my deity. And so the God that you serve is a.k.a. white Jesus. God that I serve is a.k.a. Nazarene, Jewish Jesus. The man whose hair is like wool. So the God that I serve is not a racist nor a supremacist. Nor does he support the, support the ideologies of supremacy, nor does he support uh, um, bigotry, racism, hypocrites. He don't support none of that. He supports wholeheartedly um, a, computer, a community that's wholesome and a community that, that's love and is about healing and freeing people from their bondages. 
That's the God that I serve. I don't serve a God that's always pointing people in the face and always saying that your sin is far worse than the other. Listen, I read a particular scripture in the Bible, and this goes for those who listen to this podcast. I want you to hear me very quickly, clearly. Um, as those who are evangelicals, they may listen. Those who are Christian, Presbyterian, Apostolic, Prophetic, Methodist, Salvation Army, Jehovah's Witnesses, you can be even a Mormon. I want you to hear this right here. One clear thing to really help you understand. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life. Sin is sin, no matter how you put it. There's a wage to be paid. Hell is going to enlarge itself daily and it does not enlarge itself based upon someone who's sinning in a certain particular way. That is a lie that's perpetuated to incite fear into communities. And I've heard someone say that. So, I was triggered this month, this week, um, and I also triggered somebody. So I triggered somebody um, because I said what I said about the difference with uh, Christian, black church and, and white church. That triggered somebody. But then I was triggered because I heard a pastor to say that hell is enlarging herself daily because of homosexuality. That's not true. Hell is enlarging herself daily because of sinful nature, period. It ain't because of one particular sin. And we try to make it seem like that. But that let me know your viewpoint, your idealisms. It let me know that you are sin racist. Let's just be clear. You are sin racist. And when you become sin racist, you approve one sin over the other, one measure of sin over the other. And when you are sin racist, then you are in sin yourself. Let's just be clear. Because if we're going to uphold the standards of sin is sin, and all of it is wrong in the eyesight of God or whatever our deity is. If it's wrong in the eyesight, it's wrong. And so that means that whatever sin we commit, sin is sin. So you can't pick and choose which sin is, and I'm triggered. So you can't pick and choose which sin it is is greater than another one. You're not God. That's not your job. You have, you nor I have a heaven and hell to put anybody else, put anybody in. And so we have to be mindful of what we say out of our mouths because we will deter people from serving God and worshiping God, because we will paint a picture of God as being a hateful God, a God driven by the incompassion, a, dry, a God driven by uh, malicious activity, a God driven by murder. See, we've got to have our own working relationship with him. This whole ideal system of us saying that, well, that's why hell is larger herself, enlarging herself daily is because of homosexuality. No, ma'am, you are dead wrong. And so I deflected pretty quickly. And I threw the blame where it started it. I said, no, the truth is this started in the church when you had pastors sleeping with little boys and little girls and raping them and nobody wanted to address it. You know, when we got pastors not addressing that men in the church and women in the church are messing with the little boys and little girls and nobody talk about it. But then we get mad because people turn out being gay. We, got, we get mad because people say that they're gay or they love, love who they love. We get mad because of that. But the truth of the matter is this issue started in church. The church had no control over what they do. And in fact, they threw them away when you created this. I'm going to drink me some water. Because I made this made mention. Well, that water was good just then. I made mention of this. No one was mad when they were writing music, writing songs, directing choirs, playing on the keyboard. They got mad. And nobody got mad when they when they knew that they were sleeping together. They got mad because this is why they got mad. They got mad because they wanted to get married. That's why they were 
That's why they got mad. They got mad because they wanted to get married. When in fact, the church should have got mad when they was putting people together that they have no business putting together and they was divorced in three weeks. The church should have got mad when they was letting people sit around and take up offerings and, and run prayer lines and lead praise and worship when they were sleeping around at home in the church. The church should have got mad when these pastors were getting babies out of wedlock from members in the church and nobody got mad. We praised the pastors inside. Of, we, we praised the pastors and never sat them down. As a matter of fact, there's a higher standard that we held men and women of God to, but we never judged them for their sins in the church. We never judged them for their behavior in the church, but we want to judge people members in the church so forgive me i'm a pastor but i beg to differ if we're going to set aside and just pick on one people one group of people while we let whorebungers prostitutes witches and all this stuff go along and we let all this stuff going on in church we put sexual immorality above that that which is more harmful such as molestation rape and adultery in the church we put that which is more detrimental such as a rapist running loose in the church. Let's just be clear. When we have pastors that think like this, pastors that function like this, then the church is definitely sick. It's really sick. And it makes me look at the church and like, what is wrong with y'all? Since when we set a precedent over whose sin is what? And to say hell enlarges herself daily because of one particular sin, you are out of your mind. That is not factual, nor is it spiritual. That is crazy. That is nonsense and it's not godly. So forgive me as a pastor that I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it and I don't like it. The terminology is derogatory and the, the way it was used derogatory. And it can be, if you leave it up to me, I would call it racist, sin racist, because you want to say that one sin is worse than the other sin. So my week went a little bit, my, my beginning of my week went a little bit like that. My Monday, anyway, because I had to deal with people idiocy on social media. Then I had to deal with someone who's a mentor to me, one of my spiritual parents, who just went left. Like, okay, what, what, just came out of the globe and just went straight left. Like, what, where do you get that from? What is it? This, what is the disdain? And it was not even, it was not. And, and this is what I tell people: I'm a person that listens. I'm not going to listen to what you say. I'm discerning the spirit behind what you're saying. What's motivating you to say this? And I can tell that there was hatred and bitterness in their voice. I, I don't get it. What is another? We've lost our human. We've lost our. We've, we've lost our humanity when we have gotten to the place where we want to demonize human beings that we don't even know their struggle. We don't know their struggle, and if we don't know their struggle. We are just as bad as those who are willfully sinning by putting our mouths on people and not knowing what real what they really struggle with. You know, the church has been notorious for doing a whole lot of malicious things, such as saying stuff. Um, I know they ain't praying, and I know this, and I, you don't know what nobody's doing. You don't know what people are doing in the privacy of their own home. They be hanging out with their friends, drinking and smoking it, but you don't know what them people are doing when they go home. You don't know how many people are getting on their face crying and saying, God, help me. God, if this is wrong, show me. Teach me. Help me understand. We don't know. And we quick to assume and assail people in the hell because of what we think. There's got to be a better way. 
there's got to be a different way than this. We're killing people. We're destroying people on purpose, intentionally. We're destroying people because it's what we desire, because we can't have people to live the way we want them to live. We can't have people to do the things that we want them to do. It's witchcraft at its best because it's control and manipulation. I want, you need to do it this way. You need to do it that way. So here lies the other question. And yes, I am triggered. Here lies the other question. So once I get, you know, once I, I turn my life over and get, you know, converted, then you're going to tell me what to wear, how to wear it, when to wear it, where I can go, who I should hang with, and when I shouldn't hang with them. I thought the job was for me to come in, but not for you to scope my whole life to, to try to make me be something that I'm really not. And then you're going to try to make me wear a dress all the time and don't put no pants on and this, 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 and this, this, this. Let me tell you something. I am sick and tired of old people in the church. These old pastors who come up with this old foolishness, this old doctrine, you're going to lose a whole lot of people. The church is going to lose a whole lot of people. If they think young people are going to flock to them, you're not called the young people. You call the old people. You can't help nobody young. You can't draw people when you're trying to lead them with restrictions and hindrances. What is wrong with you? That is not the will of God. And so at this point, I'm like, you know what? I don't know what the church is going to do. I don't know where it's going to go from here. I don't know how it's going to evolve from here. And to be honest, I don't know if it can be saved or salvaged. You know, I would you would think COVID would have been a shock to the church and teach the church. You know, people people not coming back to church and like somebody said, you know, you ain't you ain't gonna never come back to church. You ain't gotta never uh pastors, I've heard pastors say when COVID took place, you ain't never gotta come back to church. Hurt much? Are you hurt? You hurt much? Because we gotta be careful what we put our mouth in. We gotta be careful of how we do the things that we do. If we don't do what we need to do and do it right, we're going to lose the church. You may save your generation, but you're going to lose another one. Sad truth. You may save your generation, and you may lose another one. Lose another one. And I'm not telling you to compromise your belief and compromise what the Bible says and all this. I'm not telling you to compromise none. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is this. Everybody should be handled and judged with the same measure of sin as everybody else. Nobody should be treated with any hate or vitriol because of what they sin and how they sin. Because eventually, you're going to find yourself running into people or dealing with someone in your family, close in your family, that's struggling with the very same thing that you hate the most. And you're going to have a choice whether you're going to love that child or hate them. Love them through it or hate them through it. We get mad with people because of their sins. But nobody was mad with you when, this, when you were sinning. Just because someone's sin is public does not mean um, God don't see your private mess. Think about it. They sin may be public, but yours may be private. God see it all. You can't hide. You can't run from it. Anyway. 
So I triggered somebody and got triggered. <laughs> As you can tell. So how do you guys handle your triggers? Like I, I vent, I vent, I vent. Especially when I know something is wrong. When I know something is really wrong, I vent. I just let it all out. I just vent, just, just let it go. Because I realize that there's a way to do things and a way not to do stuff. And so, how do y'all deal with your triggers? What y'all do? What do y'all do with um, dealing with your triggers and stuff like that? Because I definitely like, mm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Sometimes I'm working on um, It's hard because sometimes it's the sore spot. Sore spot. And it's not about, you know, I'm an ally to LGBTQ plus community. It's not about I'm an ally or anything. It's not like I'm an ally to sin. Is that I believe, honestly, that we should love everybody and treat people right. Treat people right. Do people right. If we had the same energy, if we put in the same amount of energy towards every sin, then we wouldn't be in the problem that we're in. But we put in so much energy into destroying people that we literally we don't ask people we don't go and ask people we judge we're so freaking judgmental we don't ask people like hey you okay you know you want to talk people are so apprehensive and talking to the church and that's because the church already has a pre-notion in their mind of what they want to say and what they think and what they believe but you can't function like that you can't you can't do that. You cannot do that. That's just not the godly way. It ain't the way of God. It ain't. Maybe your way of you, but it ain't the way of God. It's sad to say, needless to say, as they were saying, some stuff, people just, some everybody ain't no pastors. I'm going to say that over and over again. You, um, you vicious serpents, all y'all ain't, you know, some of y'all ain't pastors. You see that right now. You ain't pastors. But anyway, all right, guys, I love you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Synergy, the place where we turn negative outcomes into positive energy. I want you guys to have a beautiful week. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I hope it gets better. Hope mine get better, too. Love you.